one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, prospectors, to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. The podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, looking for the saltiest stories, the saltiest confessionals, those salty stories that, you know, make us cry our salty tears and whine and sympathize with what's going on. As always, I am your host, Sam, and I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hello, everybody. Man, I think that was like the cleanest intro I've had in a long time. Yeah, you didn't mess up one time. Honestly, the whole time I was like so ready to fuck it up. (laughs) And now here you are. Were you like trying to fuck it up or? As I was getting towards the end, I was just like feeling the pressure. I was like, oh my God. Oh man. Only took fucking 40 episodes, you know? Oh God. Yeah. Got him. Shameful. (laughs) It's true. And in an episode 41, I'll be right back in the shit. I'm sure. But it's not just us here today, guys. It's a special episode. We are joined today by our esteemed guest, our friend Lauren, aka MTG Hot Dog. What's up, Lauren? Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. It's a beautiful mine. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> you know, we have some nice sconces and torches illuminating it. Um, if you need any salt, just pinch some up off the floor and sprinkle dinkle wherever you need. <laughs> a, little, a little sprinkle dinkle. dinkle. Oh. I, I think this episode we're going to find some, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We will <laughs> definitely find the salt. <laughs> uh, Lauren, what, what do people know you from? Let, let, uh, like, give us that intro. You're you're kind of like a Twitter personality. You're like a Magic the Gathering personality, aren't you? Yeah, much to... Uh, I'm going to shout out Comedian. Uh, he called me an influencer once, Ooh. and I haven't forgot it but nice <laughs> uh yeah i'm not i'm not so much a content creator i don't think i i i'm the guy at magic cons who wears a hot dog suit because i think it's very funny um <laughs> i have shirts i'm on twitter a lot i play primarily cdh edh um i recently got into pre-modern i've been Ooh. trying to play that format um i like drafting and limited a lot too but mm. yeah i'm just i'm just a dude who lives in la and wears a hot dog suit <laughs> <laughs> we all need one of those in our lives you know? yeah. and it, it weirdly has gained traction on twitter so yeah, and interestingly those are the minimum credentials you need to be a guest on the howling salt mine podcast so <laughs> you fucking lucked out dude True. <laughs> yeah when i saw your sign up sheet and it was hot dog or food related costume i was like i got this yeah <laughs> check one box please <laughs> <laughs> yeah also i mean we we first met you at uh mtg vegas magic 30 vegas and then mike and i just had a a lovely weekend with you at in magic on 30 where we got to hang out play super frustrating cdh games late into the night um you know just be all around gremlins it was a good time i actually have a very memorable story about you from magic or uh, magic magic 30 in philly about me or about mike about you and tony Ooh, Ooh. Really? I, I wasn't even there. So, <laughs> at, at Magic Thirty in Vegas. Oh, oh Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, 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 in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, it was okay, in okay, Vegas. Okay. 
Oh, so you, nice. You had come up to me. I was wearing my regular clothes because I was working a booth at the show. You had come up to me and you're like, are you MTG hot dog? And I, I didn't recognize you. And I was like, this is a joke. Like, I don't know if you remember this conversation. I go, I do. I'm vi- I was like, I'm very flattered. This is very funny. Like, yes, I am. Like, this is funny. Who put you up to this? And you're like, no, you're MTG hot dog. And I go, again, this is hilarious. Like, whoever put you up to this, if it was Ken, whoever, I'm very flattered. This is very funny. Thank you so much. You're like, no, you're MTG hot dog. And I yeah, go, I was like, I just recognize your face. Well, you, you, go, you go, I recognize your glasses. I go, oh, you're not kidding. Like you actually recognize me. <laughs> but you're the first person to have recognized me like ever, not as hot dog. And I was like, Whoa. holy shit. My coworker, when that story comes up, grits his teeth. He'll go, who the fuck were those people that recognize you at Magic 30? <laughs> I go, why do you ask? Because I just thought about it and I hate them. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> said shelby i uh, know it was tim ah uh. <laughs> and then i'm trying to get him to start his own uh his own channel where he just chain smokes and talks about magic nice oh that would be great you call chain tim. of vapor chain. Ooh. I, well he's at, actually he I, can't because now we own that name but <laughs> but he could come up with another name that might be might be not as good chain of smog also you can't do that because we just took that but that's that's cool <laughs> You can figure it uh, out. Chain of Acid, I think, is the other one, the green one. Nice. Mm. That's a very different show. <laughs> <laughs> You're just dropping acid and talking about magic. <laughs> we, we, we have a running joke that he's very greasy. So we're going to do a thing where he's TCG Nasty Boy. And he's just <laughs> smoking cigarettes and ashing on cards while and whatnot. Oh, did we lose totally Tony? completely greasy boy. Yeah, just covered in grease. I think we lost Tony. Yeah, wow. we did what a what a massive piece of shit tony is tony's like this fucking story i'm done i'm out of here we're not talking about <laughs> big t over here i've been on for 20 minutes and i've taken his spot already <laughs> <laughs> his spot is reserved for pat but you can, you can yeah, pat is definitely taking tony's spot oh he's coming back there he is hey oh, tony shit that's what I get for living in fucking Michigan. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck else to say at this point. Like, so uh, yeah, Lauren, we also got to hang out in LA, which is super fun, and play a yep. bunch of CDH at Finch and Sparrow, which was a great time. Eat some Waba Grill. Oh man, eat some Waba Grill. Those are the days. Those those summer nights <laughs> <laughs> at the old WG. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot my playmat and we made one out of Waba Grill napkins. It was it was mm. like like imagine I think most of our listeners have seen Ghost starring Patrick Swayze. Imagine the pottery wheel scene is very much like that, but making this Waba Grill napkin <laughs> mat with masking tape. It was great. Used napkins. Yeah. With with a uh, one napkin was used. <laughs> Well, let's let's get into it. So, Lauren, we have uh, it's a pretty grueling interview. Actually, it kind of determines whether or not we'll just cut the episode here or keep things going. Yeah, <laughs> it's a test more than an interview, really. Right? Yeah, it, it's kind of a qualifier, actually. OK, so the first question is, how did you get into magic? My first set was seventh edition. My Ooh. older brother really wanted somebody to beat. So he bought me the seventh edition, learn to play disc it was like this self-contained like arena on a cd but you only played seventh edition cards and it came with a foil alternate seventh edition thorn elemental by rk post oh hell Um, yeah i have a foil seventh edition thorn elemental (laughs) hold on pause 
one of our previous guests, Mike Carosa, had literally the exact same introduction to Magic <laughs> with the same CD, talked about the same Foil Thorn Elemental, and Tony made the same comment. Well, I had to say it again. I wasn't going to leave him out to hang out to dry. Like, amazing. Just, all right, keep, keep going, but I just had to point Must have been a great CD. Yeah, yeah right? No, it, it was amazing. And like, it came with like, learn to play booster packs, if I remember correctly, but like, I remember that was my first foray into magic. Like Thorn Elemental has become a pet card of mine since then. And this is a little off topic, but I uh, Magic the Gathering comic books had blank covers and I commissioned one from RK Post and he did a paint pen recreation of the seventh edition Thorn Elemental. Um, I'll I'll send you a photo. I I had that done at the first magic event in Vegas post COVID. I think that was 2021, 2020. Um, But absolutely fell in love with that card. And the art of magic is really what got me into it. Cause I didn't really care about the gameplay, but I was like, holy crap, these cards are, are cool. Like I love like the animated Lord of the Rings movies, like the seventies ones as a kid. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Totally. They're so fucking good, dude. Yeah, and musical. Oh, yeah. So good. And I was like, what these cards are like in the animation, like this is so cool. Like I can ha- collect all this art. So like I had Vizardrix and I had giant octopus oh, and thorn elemental. Like I thought I was the shit. Yeah. But that Absolute is bombs. That, Do that you is run thorn elemental in any of your CDH decks? I would never run that card. That card's awful. <laughs> Well, I thought yeah. it was a pet card. I guess not. Oh, it's a, I have like a binder of signed ones, but like <laughs> maybe I'll do like some rule zero deck where it's like, oh, the only creature I have is Thorn Elemental. <laughs> Dude, you should do a foil peel and take the Thorn Elemental art and stick it on oh. like an actual CDH card. I'll put it on my Timna. That would yeah. be amazing. You should make a combo of your commanders and have them both be like cosplaying as Thorn Elemental via foil peels. Contact contact Josh from Elder Drunken Highlander. He would do this. Yeah, I might need to. Well, actually, I don't know if you can because the old foiling, like on the seventh ed foils, only the borders foil. The card itself isn't foil, so I don't. Oh, you can. You, yeah. So old foils, only like the blue or green or black, whatever color it was, only that part was foil. The art is completely non-foil. Wow, I didn't know that. So, wow, it's a great idea. I, I don't, the only like foil, I think you could foil peel the Thorn Elemental from Dominaria. That was reprinted as an uncommon, which is mm. such a shame. Yeah, yeah that's you, you, could, you could do Trash. that for sure. Fucked up. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Our second question that we ask is, what makes you salty? Oh, God. Um what makes me salty i get i'm trying to think of what pissed me off the most when people think i'm lying Mm. um that (laughs) pisses me off like nobody's business so i get that i get that and i've had no you are always fucking lying no 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 i have a reputation at my store so like when a newer player comes up and i'm like trying to politic and they're like oh i don't believe you like the two other people at the table go, well, Lauren, like Lauren doesn't lie. Like that's not part of his shit. I might represent like misrepresent information. Like, Hey, I'm going to stop Sam from winning. That means I'm winning. But like, yeah, that's, that's politic. That's being pedantic. The, oh, there was a game the other, like two, a week ago, I was trying to dock side for 11. I had an ad in hand and I'm trying to get resources to deal with the tivot player. And I told the, play, I told the entire table, I go, I am not trying to win this turn. The treasures are for me to get value to stop us from losing because there's a known time sieve, a grand abolisher. Like we're going to lose. Yeah. The fucker stifles my dockside. Oh. 
I pass turn, we lose to Tibbet. And I'm sitting there fuming. And they're like, I was like, I told you, you stupid Anala player. I was like, I, I told you, if you don't let me get resources, he's like, well, I was going to have to deal with you the next turn. I was like, yeah, but it's like not. But you get to the next turn. You get to be in the <laughs> next turn. Exactly. Also, you oh, can stifle God. the time sieve, right? Well, he goes, well, uh, I, I was going to try to stifle the Tivit trigger, but the Tivit trigger has ward because the source producing it has ward. And I go, how long have you been playing magic? Are you dumb? <laughs> like, that's the stupid. We're playing CDH. Like, I know you're not dumb. Yeah. Sh show me in the rule book where it says that. He goes, well, I just assumed. I was like, well, you assumed wrong. And we lost the game because of this. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you dingus. I feel like if he had done it because he was like, I was too scared because it was too much value that he thought you were going to have. That's one thing. But to be like... Like the approach is all wrong. Like I would have been scared if you get an eleven mana. I guess he didn't know you had an Adnaz in hand, but just the like Adnaz was. I had three. I had two cards in hand, one of which was Adnaz, and like, what am I going to do with two cards? Like an eleven mana, not much. I cast him and I cast Crown Pass. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that's valid because even then, maybe he would have had to try to stop you on your next turn if you didn't win right there via the Adnaz. But if you're truly trying to go for that. I don't know. I don't think the stifle was the right move. Like Mike said, you saved the stifle for the time sieve. Right. You let him sack the artifacts, then you stifle it there, and that sets Tivit back at least a turn. And like, then Tivit has to deal with me, and then there's two Anala players, and then me. I'm like, you can <sighs> make your opponents use their counter magic against me. I am promising you, I am not winning on this turn. I'm going to cast this on his turn and do this, this. He goes, no, I'm still going to counter it. We're not going to lose. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Incompetence makes me so Yes. Yeah. yeah. I hear yeah. that. I hear that, uh, dude. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm sweaty talking about this now. So, <laughs> gets you worked I'm, up. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you. I feel the salt. And that's why we're here today, everybody. We're going to be talking about salts. We're delving into those salty minds, talking about the saltiest posts that but we can possibly Sam, find. Wait. Huh? What salt? Great question, Tony. Salt is, well, I think we just described it pretty well, fucking well. <laughs> you kind of did, but like. Yeah, salt is when, uh, you know, there's high stakes, you're about to lose a game, and some dingus misplays because they're bad at threat assessment and stupid, <laughs> and they don't listen to you. And you're and like, call you a liar. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> salt is anything in the game that tilts you to the point where you want to, like, throttle another person. But there's also a sad side to salt, the sulky salt, where you are, you know, it's turn six and you just dropped your second land and you really shouldn't have kept that hand. And you're like, I'm dumb and I feel dumb. And it's because everything I'm doing is dumb and you just feel sad. And uh, that is also a form of salt. And why do we talk about salt? So maybe we can avoid being salty in a future game. It hasn't worked for me yet, but one of these days... I will not be salty any minute now. <laughs> I'm down to like 11%, folks. 11% salty. Ignore the fact that we haven't recorded games in a long <laughs> yeah, time. Like the stats months. haven't been changing at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely got like super salty in a game pretty recently. <laughs> Was it? Did you at least get usable data? Um, <laughs> no. I don't think we. I don't think we. We've been missing it, our so we, usable data we recently. Definitely didn't. <laughs> 
If you're not getting usable data, just shuffle up the play again. <laughs> Our pod oh has God. been fractured. I, I have to interrupt. This is this is what makes me salty. We I'm sorry. I have to get into this this side tangent here. We I'm sorry to mess with the flow here, Sam. Wow. Uh, you're fucking fired, dude. Yeah, I'm out. Lauren and I played one of the we talked a little bit about it on the MTG Philly recap episode, but we played one of the most tragic series of CDH games that were both one of the most fun sessions of gameplay and the saltiest moments that I have had. <laughs> it was don't like, lie about that first part. <laughs> <laughs> it was simultaneously incredibly goofy and also just painful every minute someone would play a Najila, someone would giddle the drake and then two people would scoop up and we would just start shuffling to play the next game uh it was it was traumatizing um and i'm and- in the other room and just hearing them like scream and being like like sam he's doing it again he's fucking <laughs> doing it again and then our friend shauna would come in and like walk into the room just like like a ghost just like like no spirit left she had to go and to the bathroom to cry you would be like i hate this game i don't want to play anymore you know you know that you know that panel in watchman where dr manhattan is up on like mars and he's like i care not for this world anymore like that was shauna walking into the room just like like i i care not for these humans anymore and the lives they live like she was done Mike, we we started seven whole games. We did, at least, in a three to four hour period. (laughs) I would say we started probably closer to 10 games. Yeah, it was was way too many. Uh, And with mulligans, that's like 30 hands that you're keeping in CDH. You guys just played the mulligan game. You you shuffled hands up. We just shuffled. We played the shuffling simulator. Like Adam would get his Najila force of will you. All right, I'm going to shuffle up and start another. Yeah, and he would just make the call. <laughs> and, and Mike was describing it to me afterwards. And he's like, there's this thing that when somebody takes, like you can rewind game state, but when someone takes all their cards and just puts it in their deck and shuffles, <laughs> there's no coming back. You can't rewind that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no coming back from that shit. That has happened. That's done now. And like, like now it has... <laughs> To, to the detriment of a lot of people, it has become this running joke. And like the other day on a stream, Lauren and Adam were like pulling that shit again. And Mike and I were just like watching it on Twitch. I was getting and we were, flashbacks. And Mike was like messaging me on the side and being like, do you see? Do you see what they do? And I'm like, yeah, I see it, man. They're being real goofy. And he's like, no, no, they're not. It's different. It's beyond that. It's sinister. I'm like, Oh my Adam God, and man. I, Adam enables me in like the worst way. And like, I want to add, that was like Adam and I's first real weekend ever hanging out. Like we knew <laughs> each other that. before. <laughs> That's how bad it was like of a weekend of Adam and I. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was like three in the morning. Like there was shenanigans were at the peak. Yeah, you know? it was intended to be goofy. It yeah. just reached truly astronomical heights. It's but... not like you were pulling that stuff at like 10 a.m. Like no. it was very late. Yeah. Well, Thanks for dealing with my insistence on us covering that. Cause no, I appreciate it. It's good. It's good. We're, we're all better for it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get into it guys? Let's talk about some posts. Let's fucking do it. All right. So this one comes to us from Gmail and this one comes to us from our buddy, Seth. What's up, Seth. Thanks for listening, man. And the post goes, firstly, I love the podcast. 
Nice. You gotta you gotta read the flattery. Aside from just being <laughs> fun, it's helped me be less outwardly salty, which I think makes for a better experience for my fellow pod members. Well, Seth, I'm glad it's working for somebody because I'm still a big salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like people say that, and somehow I feel like we're getting saltier. Somehow. <laughs> like, it's some like at first it wasn't that, but now it definitely is. People do say that, which I think is like one of the more interesting things with this podcast is people are like, wow, you made me wear my salt. And I'm like a better player now. And I'm like, wow, really? Like we made a bunch of jokes about nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And buttholes. Yeah, and buttholes. (laughs) And the space between your butts and nuttholes. Jesus. Your butts and nuttholes? Can Can I edit this one, please? You can. I'm editing it. (laughs) Mike is going to cut out all the good jokes. Are you going to join the nuthole discord? All 10 of us really could use some company. I'm already in so many. I mean, you can invite me, but it's me and eight bots and just this other guy from (laughs) Armenia. (laughs) Certainly not. Oh, Uh, the post goes on to to say, (laughs) the post goes on to say, moderate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you let me be the mod, I'll I'll join. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Um, The post goes on to say, here's the situation. I was having a tough time building a board state, so I wiped with an overloaded dam. Shortly after, my brother's Knessos priest of Thassa had cheated out some big fish, along with a coma cosmos serpent. The baby Omnoth deck shat out an Avenger of Zendikar with 14 4-5 plants, and the Glunch player was safely tucked away behind his solitary confinement. In a game that I was sure to lose, I was at least going to get off a crazy play with my new Radadabric of Urborg deck. With my commander out, I had an Ao the Dawn Sky equipped with Blade of Selves and Kaya Geist Hunter with a minus two to double my tokens. This is going to be fucking spicy. It's a lot of cards. I was going to say, I'm not even names. following what, what, should I know what Glunk is? Is that no, th- Those ones don't matter. We'll, we'll read the okay. ones that do matter. Uh, Glunch, pulling off don't, an attack. Don't shame Glunch like that. Glunch matters. <laughs> no fuck it doesn't it's an adorable little jellyfish um it's actually oh i forget what they're called it's not a jellyfish it's a flump it's a flump anyway dude. anyway i know flump i don't know glump Glump is a flump whoa it is a jellyfish <laughs> by the way it shouldn't be is it a half a lump <laughs> glump oh, is stop. also a jellyfish that's enough <laughs> back to the post enough of this let me restart this <laughs> In a game that I was sure to lose, I was at least going to get off a crazy play with my new Radadabric of Urborg deck. With my commander out, I had an Ao the Dawn Sky equipped with Blade of Selves and Kaya Geist Hunter with a minus two to double my tokens. Pulling off an attack to make six more Aos that would immediately be sacked to trigger her first ability twice and then make 12 more 2-2 non-legendary versions that would be enough to make my knight incredibly spicy that's so good instead my loving brother who didn't fully understand what i was about to do decided just for kicks to tap my ao pre-combat by sacking a snake to coma <laughs> completely <laughs> deflated i passed turn and begged him to kill me it felt like there was a gas leak in the salt mine which proceeded to explode and bury the small neighboring town of my heart in salty destruction <laughs> I proceeded to mute my camera and play arena for the next 40 minutes until the game finished. (laughs) Wow. That's a bold place to try and mellow out your salt. Honestly, like (laughs) you're going to arena. That's (laughs) 
there's something though about hating like randos you know that like kind of also feels good <laughs> yeah, yeah sometimes you can just pub stomp some random people on on arena and get your shit out you know um so let me read ao the dawn sky real quick blade of selves gives myriad when you attack you make some token copies of the creature that has blade of selves on it the kaya effect we don't really need to read kaya the most important thing there is that it was a token doubler so instead of getting three token copies of ao the dawn sky with with blade of selves you're going to get six ao the dawn sky wait can you read glump or glamp what is it glunch <laughs> glunch <laughs> can you read that not only am I not going to read this, I'm <laughs> editing this out. <laughs> I'm fucking insolence. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to see that, Lauren. <laughs> this is really embarrassing for me. <laughs> so A of the Dawn Sky is a, um, it costs three and two white. It's a flying vigilance dragon spirit. And it says when A of the Dawn Sky dies, choose one. Uh, I'll read the second ability first because it's the least important one. Put two plus one plus one counters on each permanent you control that is either a creature or a vehicle. And then the first ability, which is the one that was about to pop off here, because again, six copies, legendary rule, those six copies were all going to die. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put any number of non-land permanent cards with total mana value four or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So getting six of those triggers, he was about to cascade through like 42 cards of his library and just dump a bunch of value out. Damn, that's crazy. Feels bad. Feels bad to get stopped there. And the, the, the brother didn't know. The brother yeah, was that's... like, oh, silly dragon. I, I right? question that, right? Yeah, I kind of question that too. Like, honestly, you know, Seth, I feel for your salt. It sucks to have the wind pulled out of your sails, right? Sucked right out. But yep. seems like a pretty clever play from your brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the backup, oh, I I didn't know, is impressive as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let me just cover my ass real quick here. <laughs> oh, that that like stops your combo from, that, from happening? That, that oh, I had what? no idea. <laughs> It's like Steve Urkel. Did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I think you can see the build up there. Like, A of the Don Sky, clearly it wants to die. Myriad is on it. He, he did the down tick to double tokens. It's not like this is some secret hidden strategy that is about to pop off. It's like pretty out there flapping in the wind. Right. Yeah, it was flapping, but then he got blue balled. He was like trying to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess man. he should have seen the coma like with the thing, like knowing that could happen and like begged for him to not. But that's about all you could do in that scenario. It's true. It would yeah. have been so sick. Like, I wish it happened, but <laughs> like a, a good political move here to like, like, like you said, Tony, to like talk through that and be like, Hey, I'm going to pop off in a really crazy way. It's probably not going to be, you know, too crazy here, but like, just let me, let me go for it. You know, yeah, right. let, let me twiddle myself for 20 minutes while I look through 40 cars in my fucking deck. <laughs> the real move is to politically get your table to deal with the coma player. Like, <laughs> <geez. Yeah. laughs> that's like part of like having a, a dedicated play group though. Right. Like having like people at your table, you're like, Hey, can I just like do my thing I want to do? And like, mm -hmm. if your play group's cool with that and then they stopped you, it's like, Oh, that kind of feels bad. Like I can get that. But if they're like full send, let's do this thing. I think you just got to like communicate that. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally. I feel like in our play group, if we, if I tried to be like, Hey, can I do this thing right now? <laughs> no way. We'd be like, 
fuck no now now i'm definitely not letting you do you're gonna give me for I'll that just sit there and like yeah. hope that like no one looks at me yeah like we we do have like such a spiteful play group <laughs> like no way would anyone if someone's like i just want to see it happen and be like better look next game buddy be like better throw in some <laughs> interaction then because <laughs> yeah then make it happen you got a counter because otherwise <laughs> Uh, I do also want to read Ratadabrick of Urborg. Um, yeah, what is so that? Good. I love that card. It's a zombie wizard. Uh, it costs... Hold on. Let me actually click on... Let me Google. Two, let it's, me... Two color, it's two colorless, one black, one white. Let me oh. Google this real quick. <clears throat> it is an Orzov card. Is it a cleric? Uh, no, it's a zombie wizard. Uh, two uh, colorless, useless. one black, one white. Zombie wizard, three, three. Vigilance ward, two. Other zombies you control with vigilance, and it says whenever another legendary creature you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's not legendary, and it's a two-two black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Mm. Okay, okay, hold on, Seth. So you're about to make six copies of Ao that would die, and then have twelve two-two copies of Ao <laughs> out on the board. Yeah. Uh... Because there's another because the token doubling effect it is only makes out. two and then doubles that to four because myriad just makes two extra copies myriad, myriad makes would make three three extra three. copies myriad doesn't just make one for each opponent yeah yeah besides oh yeah you're right I thought it was the other two opponents right. each get one sent we're, at them we're the stupid ones I I'll be honest I I don't know what myriad does yeah it's not a, it's not a particularly competitive mechanic I thought it made one for every opponent no yeah each but... opponent. Besides the one you're attacking. Yeah. yeah. So you are correct, Mighty. It would be uh, it would be four, and then you'd get Ratadabric AOs. It, hey. It's a lot. It's a lot of AOs. It's not even that much anymore. Might as well fucking <laughs> let him do it. <laughs> Yo, that guy's bullshit. Fuck yeah. your brother. <laughs> and there's like probably oh, in the top cards, there's probably like an astronaut's altar or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You can probably keep it going. Yeah. I mean, honestly. I kind of want to build this deck now. <laughs> it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds fucking sick. This is that kind of salt that, you know, it's understandable. It's kind of normal, yeah. right? Like yeah. this just happens. It's bad breaks. Like sometimes yep. you want to have a really epic turn and someone just totally stops you, you know? I mean, I, I don't blame Seth's brother. If all I had to do was sacrifice a single coma snake to stop this cascade of badness, <laughs> I would do the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, yep, 100%. <laughs> It's like the most minimal investment <laughs> to like stop that shit, you know? Yeah, it's like pay $1 to feed like 100,000 people. It's like you're just going to instantly not, you know, yeah, solve like, why all the badness. You? You're like, yeah, I'll stop that. Oh, this yeah. all starts with a simple attack trigger? Yeah, I just won't let that happen. Yeah. The best part, it'd be really like, like, focus, like rules lawyer about it. Like, oh... Oh no, we're not moving to attackers. Move to the beginning of combat stuff. Now I'm going to coma you <laughs> yeah. just to add to sprinkle it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they're like, okay, I'm I'm moved to attacks. And you're like, yeah, it's fine. You're like, ha, I got you. And you're like, no, you actually don't. I'm gonna be real pedantic <laughs> about the combat yeah. stuff. <laughs> we're we're just gonna sit here in the beginning of the combat for a second. <laughs> uh holding priority. Uh, let me think about this for a second. Uh, yeah, I'll sacrifice a snake. <laughs> so, uh, overall, what do we think about the salt rating here on this one? Hmm. I'll go at guns blazing as the guest. I'll, I'll take the brunt. 
do it. Blaze your I'm guns. Gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a three to a four. I think this is a understandable, normal, moderate level of salt. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I would be salty in the moment. And go, yeah, that's just part of the game, though. That sucks. I want to do my thing, but like that wouldn't keep me awake at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like for me, it's like, have you ever seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, hell yeah. So like I'm imagining like myself like looking at one of those little things of salt, like a salt shaker. <laughs> you know, one of those things we talk about all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. One of those. <laughs> I'm imagining things. it from like from like the real person size, like looking at it and being like, that's fucking nothing. But like if it was me, I'm I'm shrunk down and I'm falling, I'm sinking into like the salt <laughs> inside the salt shaker because I'm in it now, having been shrunk down. And that's how much salt I would be feeling in the moment of like <laughs> I could have blown my load and they just wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> that's yeah. what it's like for me. <laughs> it, it is definitely, I mean, I, I think you guys are both right. It is yeah, that perspective like, of salt. It's that classic everyday salt, but it is also the perspective on the salt. If this was me in that situation, yeah, I'd be real bummed out. My my sales would deflate. It wouldn't keep me up at night, but man, I'd be fucking salty. I would be scrolling hard on my phone after i got yeah. killed especially yeah. to get like knocked out super yeah. quickly i actually probably would have left my camera on and been moody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i been like i want you to see how upset i am that you've done this to me <laughs> just share screen your arena yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> cam. not even a face cam yeah not even a face cam. <laughs> i think there have been times where i've like frustratingly like played game boy on camera before because <laughs> yeah. something was so slow i was just like well i'm gonna play some fucking tetris right now <laughs> so i get it i fucking get you seth you know these are bad breaks but also at the same time your salt is valid mm-hmm. yep. another one guys yes Hell please. Yeah. lauren do you have a salty story that you'd like to share with us uh yeah so like i said i came prepared i have three flavors of salt like i have himalayan rock salt i have table salt i have like soy sauce Um, so here's the three that i yeah oh i i yes 100 so i have three i'm gonna let you guys choose i'm gonna let you vote so i have one of just a personal story of me getting salty at a tournament i have one where i made a single opponent salty and I have a third one where it wasn't in the game of magic, but it was part of the magic community where me and my buddy uh, inadvertently made an entire community salty. Ooh. And I have never mm. told the community one before. I've told the other ones before, mm. not on podcasts or stuff, but those are the options. And I would love to tell one if there's space for one. Who doesn't love some community salt? I think yeah. that's where my is vote that the lies. soy sauce? <laughs> this is, this is soy the soy sauce, sauce. baby. Yeah. 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 For the soy sauce. Mommy. So this is really throwing it back. Did you guys ever use the trading website Puka Trade? No. No. What the fuck is that? Okay. So <laughs> Just to get I... like Puka shell necklaces? no no i i it was puka like like a like a uh, like a no magical gnome is like known as a puka in some mm. cultures oh like from um, harvey the play sh- sure there's puka cards yeah there's, there's they're puka. great in zedru there's puka's mischief which is yep. like one, the best known puka card so puka trade was this trading website i was a very very active user on puka trade from like 2016 to 2018 my username was dank meme so if anyone remembers dank meme there's a mm. very active discord community for puka trade Puka trade was so you had a point balance, which was like the currency that you traded on the website. And if Sam had a card that he wanted, he would put the card up, I would send it to him. And then when he clicked that those cards arrived, I would get his points. And then I had the same wish list. So that way, like, 
it, it was a lot of like three and four way trades. You didn't have to mm. do card for card. So like I sent a lot of bulk out and got staples, but it was like bulk people really wanted. Yeah. That was like the, the Puka trade scheme. Um, one of my, one of my best friends, his pet card is Slitherhead. <laughs> nice. And, nice. and it's important for you to look up Slitherhead um, because it has the same casting cost as Deathrite Shaman. Let me Google uh, it. Yeah. It's really, really bad. And so this was his pet card. And like, we kind of broke terms and conditions. This website's long gone, so I'm fine admitting this. We broke terms and conditions of this card. So like, if he needed to lend me points, instead of him just sending it to me, like we would do fake trades of Slitherheads or like, like if he owed me money, like he would send me Slitherheads and I would like buy his points like through this. So like <laughs> Slitherheads became this like sub black market currency between my, my buddy, my buddy Riley and myself on this website that already had like its own currency. Um, and then we were like, wow, we were really bored one day. We're like, how funny would it be if we just kept doing Slitherheads as like shadow trades all day and like made it spike in popularity and like, for his birthday, I bought him like 500 Slitherheads for like $30. <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, we should put, mark this on Puka Trade. So Puka Trade released these articles of the top traded cards of the week. <laughs> like MTG stocks <laughs> no. or something. Yeah. And so for weeks in a row, Slitherhead was one of the top <laughs> traded cards on the website. And people were like, why is this being traded so much? So me and Riley, we were like in these public forums, like, guys, I don't know how you don't see it. This is the next Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> oh this, this, like, it, it slots in and out perfectly. They're like, well, what is it? How does it not do? How does it do the same things? We're like, it does everything the same. Just play it's it. It's that scavenge, of, dude. Exactly. <laughs> and it just became this thing. It got to the point where the owners of Puka Trade basically had to send us a cease and desist. Oh my God. We were ruining their data so badly. And they were getting so many inquiries as to why Slitherhead was the top traded card. It got to the point where, it, like, I don't know if the website's still around, but I, like the last time I looked, like a year ago, it was still in like the top 10 of traded cards of all time on this website. And like, we had ruined and skewed all this data and we got a lot of hate for it. And we made a lot of people <laughs> very, very mad because we just were memeing and shitting on and, and, and trading Slitherheads. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I ran that card in a deck. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Dude. I had like a plus one, plus one counter deck. And like, it was, a, when I was back when I was playing 60 cards. Yeah. It was, when you said it, I was like, back in the day, the same fucking card. Like, and you slotted it in like, for all your death right shamans, card. right? Like, <laughs> like people saw they were trading and then were buying them out on TCG player. So then it became like this artificial like demand for Slitherheads because people were panic buying them from Puka Trade. And like it was a very, very weird time. <laughs> Man, I wish I could do that with bubbling muck. Yeah. I'm sitting on like a hundred bubbling mucks. <laughs> it's like the only card I've ever specced. <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about bad specs real quick? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I have a very bad reserve list spec. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have 50 copies of this card. Pygmy Hippo. Ooh. I'll let you just sit on that for a minute. I'll let you look it up. It's much funnier if I don't explain it. But uh, I just got images yeah. of a real Pygmy Hippo. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you have to add MTG. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to just show you cute hippos. You definitely do. Dude, it's up to two bucks. You kidding me? That's that's value. That is less than I paid. Oh, um, no. I bought so many of those because it's reserve list from Visions. And I was like, like, why isn't this? I genuinely think it's playable. Like, I need to find the right deck. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, it's almost like a silence effect on one opponent because they're not going to, like, give you the mana. They're going to tap out in response. But 
All right, let me let me read it. So Pygmy Hippo is a 2-2. It costs Simic, one and a green, or sorry, uh, one green and one blue. Um, and it is a summon Hippopotamus. If Pygmy Hippo attacks and is not blocked, you may choose to have it deal no combat damage this turn. If you do, defending player draws all mana from his or her lands, and then his or her mana pool is emptied. After combat, add an equal amount of colorless mana to your mana pool. Wow, so it just like steals mana in a mana pool that's like untapped. That's interesting. I called it mana drippo. Yes. Mana drain meets hippo. It is. So weird. But but people but just people tap can out, just right? like tap their lands, yep, right? Yep. Yep. And the idea <laughs> would be like this was, you know, printed before mana drain. So they'd either have to get mana drained or give you that much. Or, sorry, mana burn. Uh, mana or burn, yeah. That much mana. Yep. Weird. Interesting. And I was like so hot on this card. I was like, this is the next reserve list spec. I bought any and all I could find. And now I have a plastic box labeled hippos that's just full of pygmy hippos. <laughs> well, I'm glad we have another ass card for our Siege Rhino Stoic Angel deck. Um, yeah. And wasn't there a third the third thing that we were putting in that deck too? I like can't keep track of our, our like shitty inside joke deck that we're slowly <laughs> building on this podcast. There definitely was. And like, I'm actually sad because I, I fucking lost power. Oh, it, was, <laughs> it was Tithe Taker, dude. Was tithe oh, taker. yeah. <laughs> that is what it was. Yeah. I'm adding it in again. Yeah. That card's so good. Yeah, it actually is pretty good. It's like a genuinely good card. I mean, Siege Rhino's good too. Well, shall we get into another one, guys? Yeah, one, oh, yeah. one more. Let's fucking do it. So this one comes to us from the EDH subreddit. This is our home turf. This is where <laughs> we are the most comfortable. This is where it all started, you know? And this post comes to us from user Wilson IFL. If you guys see user Wilson IFL on the subreddits, give them an upvote. You know the drill. Spread that goodwill. And the post is titled, Please learn how to play your deck. <laughs> and the post goes. I keep playing against people who are throwing their latest EDH rec combo out and saying, okay, I can do this infinitely. Do you guys want to just scoop? No. I'd like you to tell me how I lose, please. Guy just put some looping dockside combo out to get infinite mana, then followed it up with nothing. He just kept moving cards around from grave to board to grave, counting up treasures. And when I said, please tell me how we lose, he got huffy and couldn't explain it and started asking us what his line of play is. What the fuck? Hmm. Please learn your combos and be able to explain them clearly before you try them. Personally, it took me a while to learn Basalt Monolith and Rings of Bright Hearth and the proper order for me to generate infinite colorless. But I take the time to go through each step and explain do the community a solid and learn your shit. Yeah. Hell preach, yeah. Preach, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Um, yeah, that's fucking big source of salt for me. Damn. That happens in our pot a lot, too. <laughs> a lot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't even have to say it. Tony yeah, tell you what I'm talking about. Tw- a it's lot. targeted. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how many times a lot that is. I don't know, 30, 40. Oh my God. (laughs) A game lying piece of shit. (laughs) I mean, every time Nick has played Elsha of the Infinite. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I have to like guide him through. You don't have freaks. to before he can time. even attempt to like say it. You're time. like, oh my like, god, this is what you do. That was like it's four a times. fucking bridge combo. Ah! And then you I mean, fucking splooge, and you and then you go build your own fucking. <laughs> oh man, Tony's salty. I'm not even not even talking about you, Shut Tony, the and yourself, Sam. <laughs> There's such though a feeling like a like Schadenfreude of watching somebody fail through their combo if like they're they're not familiar with it. And it's like I'm like you're such a dummy. That's what you intuition for. That's so you're so stupid. I'm so much better. I'm so much better than you. I'm stronger. I'm better. <laughs> I love My shoes watching people better. flood My their My combos. lines are better. <laughs> so good uh, yeah this this makes me salty because I, I i've talked about this before too like people getting their shit wrong is one of the things that makes me angry especially when like they find it eventually like when they box themselves kind of paint themselves into a corner and then can't win i'm like ha that sucks but when they're doing it but like it's gonna take so long and no matter how they cut it they're eventually gonna win it's just taking them forever to find it that just like fucking kills me yeah like when someone's like flailing around and tanking super hard i'm just like why didn't you goldfish your deck at the same time i've done (laughs) this fucking god (laughs) i've done this so many times times, literally not even more than five minutes you guys fucking suck (laughs) episode 32 everybody listen to episode 32 (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one it is and it's still real yeah. Meanwhile, like, Sam fucking tags so many times. Yeah, and he I, never I gets yelled it. at. Yeah, you got to like, bring yo. receipts on that, Tony, though. I, I, I announced it, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, like, I'm not I'm saying tank. that it didn't happen to me. What I'm saying is other people tag too, and then nothing happens, and they don't get fucking shot. <laughs> Only Tony gets shot. It's true. <laughs> I tank all the time. And it's like one of the worst things, too, when you're like feeling like you know you have it, but you don't know what it is. It's different sometimes you have to kind of like cobble it together and there's like some moving pieces like that happened just the other day we were playing at a a game store in celebration of sam and uh alan's birthday and it was like we were playing cdh i was right on the edge there i had like a line in sisse to win but i actually did have to be like precise down to the singular mana in like calculating it basically and uh it took me like a long ass time to find and it was just like with my deck in my hand during a Sisse activation, like, how do I do this from here? So like, you have to have a little bit of patience for it. But when someone is trying to get you to scoop just because they don't know how to do it, that's like a different level. That's like admitting yeah. you've lost, you know, totally. you like have stated you don't know what you're doing with your line. Like joking aside, you know, I obviously I love to tease Tony because I love him and he's one of my best friends. Because um, he knows he can fucking get me going. <laughs> it's my love language. It's my love language. Uh, it, but like, th- this is a very different situation. Like one of us tanking and like grinding on a combo that's complex is very different than somebody being like, I have infinite mana. I win. I win now. <laughs> you know, like truthfully, like you, you had that example, Mike, uh, and this relates to to Nick as well. Doing those breach loops, when somebody is struggling to like nail their combo, it does like light a fire in me, and I'm like, let me help. Like, <laughs> it, it, I'm like, oh my god, like we're gonna do this together. Like this will be great. Like that's exactly what happened. When Mike was going through his combo. Yeah, I was like, 
was like, can't you, like, what you if have you got this? this? Like, could, could you get this out? And what would that do? And he was like, I don't know. I think that would like, we'd be one man short. And we're like, okay, like, how do we do it? <laughs> and it's like, let's solve this puzzle together. And I think that can be like a super fun moment. Obviously super different. If you're in like a CH tournament, I'm not going to be like, let me help you find the win, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if someone's just like, and I win. Honestly, Tony, you're really good at holding people to that. I think most often when we, and maybe it's because you have like interesting interaction to throw down and like you're looking for those moments to to jump in. More often than not, when we hit one of our wins in CDH, you'll be like, like, especially my Thrasios deck, I'll be like, okay, I have infinite mana, I'm going to draw my deck and I'm going to win. And you'll be like, okay, but how are you going to win? Like, how are you going to win this time exactly? Because- I might have an interaction and it depends on like what you do in the next couple of iterations. And you can still sometimes shortcut that. Like often we'll find ourselves being like, well, you know, like just cause it's the deck I know with to say, for example, I'll have infinite mana and you guys will be like, well, how do you win? And I'll just say like, well, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this and do this. Do you want me to play that out? Like yeah. that's all you have to do. You don't actually have to go get those cards and do the whole thing and draw all the cards or whatever. You just have to say all the things that you're going to do and then say, do you want me to play that out? Cause yeah. the player will probably be able to figure out if there's a moment for interaction in, in that space. That, that recently happened to me where I, I, I had a pretty good lock on the game. I cast intuition. I was doing the, you know, brain freeze, Sabine's wreck, underworld breach thing. Love and it. Let me help you, Lauren. Let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your help. But I, two of the players like started scooping because they had no interaction. But the, like the mono green player was like, I've never seen this before. Can you explain it to me? I was like, explaining it. Like, I, I will admit I got a little salty because I, I explained the combo. All of the to the two other players agreed. They're like, "Yep, he knows exactly what he's doing. It's 100 right." And in the Yeva, or the, he was not playing Yeva. He's playing somebody. He goes, "Well, I don't understand it unless I see the cards and you actually do it." And I was like, "You want me to manually do this?" He's, I was like, "Do you have an interaction?" He goes, "I have no interaction. You're going to be uninhibited doing this. I want to physically see you do it." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So then I'm like, carpal tunnels flaring up because I'm having to flip so many cards because <laughs> of my brain freeze. Like, and he goes, "Okay, I think I understand it now." And I was like okay great like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like asking someone to play out get rog combo um which truthfully... oh, I, I do that shit all the time yeah because i've seen so many people lose to yeah. that yeah and in a tournament again in a tournament setting you gotta do it's that fair. like there's no reason to not say like can you play it out because they it's might fuck outs. it up yeah yeah it's it, one of your outs is cause like forcing them and get rug yeah. is one of those lines where it's so complicated that like genuinely someone may not know how to do it and might fuck it up and you're like cool now pass to me my turn now (laughs) (laughs) there's a local guy in my shop who had to stop playing gitrog because he conceptually understood how it worked but every time you move to end step with necropotence and darkmore salvage he flubbed it every single time (laughs) despite having those cards and then the entire store learned that when he's comboing you just let him do it because he will stop himself (laughs) and it just became this notorious thing i'm so sorry if this guy's listening by the way it became this notorious thing that poor bastard (laughs) he had to stop playing get because he's like it it, it was kind of this running gag that was like oh good like it's a three-player pot even though he's here because he can't he can't win with get you might get nature's claimed but that player won't win so it's okay yep man that happened to our friend pat one time uh pat pat who's been on the podcast a bunch um he and he really sucks at like asking sam what salt is (laughs) 
This is a running joke that Pat will replace Tony. <laughs> uh, you're safe, Tony. Don't worry. Um, I bet he's ugly. <laughs> no. I fucking know it. All, all my friends are hot, unfortunately. Um, I hate you, it's a, Pat. It's a curse. Uh, uh, fuck you, Pat. <laughs> I love That's you, Pat. what's up. <laughs> so Pat was playing his Yisan deck, and oh yeah and he was like popping off and he just flew way too close to the sun like he had it and should have stopped at like i think it was like six or seven tutors with yisan like he definitely had it but for some reason he like tutored beyond the number to get like some big value creature out and then was like oh shit like i don't have it anymore and like he was a hundred percent gonna win if he had just pulled off the line correctly he would he would have won and crushed us but he went past it and just had to pass turn. And it was like pretty heartbreaking because it was a super clean Yisan win, but just like he just saw interesting creatures as he was flipping through his deck and got like, like flew too close to the sun and got like distracted with like the value versus the win. And that was it. He like should have gotten a Shia or something. And instead he got something else. And it, it was pretty heartbreaking to see for sure. So, uh, what do we think the overall salt rating is on this one? Wow, taking Tony's line. I literally was about crazy. to say it, and then he just fucking someone's got to. Wow. Someone's got to do the I was job. Literally that Tony's like not saying, doing. It was like coming out of my mouth, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I guess Mike really wants to say one last thing about this." <laughs> I thought Pat was here for a second. Fucking contract. <laughs> yeah, what? What the fuck is this? this is bullshit. <laughs> so uh, now that Sam's edited all that bullshit out that Mike just said, uh, <laughs> what do we think about the salt rating here on this one? <laughs> I think we, I mean, we covered it pretty deeply in depth here. It's a deeply in depth folks. This guy doesn't even want to talk about the salt rating. And he's like saying it's a salt rating. Mike is a fucking sleepy boy right now. That's why he's speeding things along. Take it from here. And and you know what? Mike is sleepy and he'll fucking be up till 2 a.m. So fuck (laughs) you, Mike. I'm just sleepy the whole time. (laughs) Part of your charm. (laughs) Always sleepy. He's got that tattooed under his eyes. Um, You know, this is something that when it does happen, it's super salt inducing. I'm like a huge neurotic (laughs) goldfisher when it comes to my decks where I will goldfish a deck. Like sometimes I will goldfish a deck like 40 or 50 times before I even buy the cards. Um, And generally those are like my best decks. And the ones that I didn't goldfish, I get all the cards and I'm like, oh, this is trash. And I didn't want to play it. Unplayable garbage. So I think when people aren't familiar with like the lines in their deck, honestly, it's kind of a little bit unforgivable to me. Um, Like sometimes people won't goldfish their decks because of that. They don't really know like the power level that they've built. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very similar kind of salt for me where it's like, like, what are you doing? Like balancing power levels is like the most important thing to do in an EDH game. And you just like, didn't care i guess and it's kind of the same with this like well how are you gonna win you just like didn't give a shit about what your win con was and you're just hoping we'll scoop so it it, that makes me salty for sure not full shaker or anything but i'd say a little bit above a half depending on the circumstances Hmm. i'm gonna be the the guest devil's advocate on this one that is my i think Oh shit! <laughs> as, as honestly, that would put me at like a one or a two, and I don't know if that's just because of so much term, tournament play. But like when mm. people try that, I just think it's cute. I think it's very very funny. I don't get salty. I just go, nope, you're playing. Like let's just do this. Like I, I would be more salty about someone 
like being adamant that they had the win mm-hmm. and flubbing it or like wasting time mm-hmm. that causing it to go to turns then I would be someone like presenting two pieces that they got off of EDH rec and then not knowing I, I, I would honestly find just like humor in it <laughs> now is that a one or a two out of a maximum possible two no that's out of like a 10 oh oh shit Damn. Yeah, I, like if I like <laughs> honestly, it could be I'm just so desensitized to it because like playing commander for the last 13 years and just the shit that you see, like especially on the tournament grinder scene. Yeah, and that, I'm pretty new. Like I, I mean, I've tournament grinded for a while, but like commander tournaments has been a, like a pretty new thing for me. But like when people do that, I again, it's like Schadenfreude. I think it's so funny and I feel so good watching somebody else fail that like any salt is just like, it's sugar to me. It's like expelled from my body. (laughs) It's finishing salt. As we like to say, it's this, the final sprinkle of salt that just makes it taste so, so good. So good. (laughs) Umami. Yeah. That umami, (laughs) a little bit of that soy sprinkle, (laughs) that little sprinkle dinkle. Sprinkle dinkle from a so he sprinkles gonna be my only fans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, well, well, is it that time? Is that time? I thought it was gonna keep happening of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Is that time of the week, guys? I think it is. I think it might be. Wow, hit it, Sam. It's the time of the week where we say, Mike, what's the salty card of the week? Well, Sam, I'm glad you asked oh, this can week. Tell me about the salty card. I want to hear about the salty card. This is a real song. Yeah. If someone asked if I wanted salt, I'd simply say nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. Well, the salty read card it, of the dude. week. <laughs> yeah. Let me get to it. Now he's getting you. Now he's gonna stop reading. It. Yeah, yeah like that's what's gonna happen. To I'm just gonna skip songs. <laughs> the salty card of the week this week is opposition agent. Mm. <laughs> so opposition yep. agent is two and a black for a human rogue with flash, and it has you control your opponents while they are searching their libraries. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them. And it's a 3-2. So, Lauren, does this card make you salty? I have so many feelings about this card, card, if I can share it. Um, I had to stop playing this card in casual because... um, I was getting yelled at and I remember this, there was a very specific time I was playing with some people and, and I, someone fetched and I was like, oh, holding priority. I'm going to cast opposition agent. And they slammed down their hand and go, this is a fucking CDH. And, like, <laughs> and that was the moment where I was like, okay, I need to cut this from casual, but I get a lot of shit for like how I play opposition agent. And it actually makes me salty because I, like a lot of people like that I, I play with are like, you got to hold your opposition agent to like get the, get the tutor, not the fetch land. And in my mind, I'm like, no. if I can turn one oppo and get your fetch land, like I've just made this now a three player game in a CDH game, your opening hands are probably going to be one to three fetches. You hardly ever see like the actual like fetch targets. Yeah. And so if I can just play this and go, Oh, you can't play lands right now. And I have a three, two and I can curve into Timna and I have a attacker. It's incredible. It's such a and tempo like, play. 
Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like I had a game at uh, a Philly where I mox diamond land right of flame hard cast opposition agent pass, and my three opponents go, "Yep, yeah, we only kept fetch lands." Like you, like we're we're good to scoop. Like you just won this game. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. I'm not going to wait for the demonic tutor. I'm going to do that and, and tempo you out and have that as an attacker. But I fucking hate getting oppoed. <laughs> I love it when I have it, but it's so fucking frustrating to play against. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I, the little tidbits here where you, you get the snide guy who's like, I get to see your hand as well. Oh, like, yeah. You weren't only I know that rule. You're not supposed to know that rule. <laughs> like, oh, it drives me crazy. But no, great card. Don't play it in casual. Yep. I had to learn that the hard way. Sam, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, Opposition Agent makes me salty for sure. Um, I, I played it in I played it in a casual deck for a bit. I had it in my Gave <laughs> deck because I was like, oh, I'm going to like really crank this up to max power and be like a, a nice shitter for a little while to my pod. Um, and, and I did remove it. It is going to be in my new rogue deck that I'm going to play against you guys. Sorry. It is a rogue. It's a rogue, though. That's fine. I totally agree with you, Lauren. I think I think hitting the fetch is the right move. Dump it out as a stacks piece and then make people play around it is yep. definitely because I, I want I don't want to steal something great with it. I want to have it as a tempo play. I want to make everybody slow down a bunch and try to play around it versus being like, oh, I used it to steal a juicy target. Maybe late game, it's really great for like stealing an awesome target, but early game, fucking slam that shit. Yep. Yeah, it plays as like a stranglehold like yeah. 90% of the time anyway. 100%. Exactly. And at the like a stranglehold that you get a land with. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. for sure. <laughs> for three mana? All right. Yeah. I definitely do get salty with it in a CDH setting though because <laughs> our CDH pod is very insulated. It's literally me, Tony, <laughs> Mike, and Nick. And none of us <laughs> play fucking black decks. Except Nick just brought back like his Tassiger deck. So I just want to I was playing it. Were you? In what? Oh, Corvold. yeah. You played in fucking Corvold. I was like, we didn't get to me, but I was going to be like, I like this card because I'm the one that plays it in our <laughs> yeah, CD. You haven't played like, Corvold in like over a year. So <laughs> no, I, I just, know, but like I, I was definitely the one playing it. And now I've got the Kyrick deck. But so like it's we, in there as well. I just never, ever see it. So when I'm like out in the wild playing with people and they're like, oh, opposition agent, I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I forgot that that exists. You don't have like your three black mana eyes trained. I'm like completely blind to it. Oh man. And I was playing in this game the other day with, um, I think it was with Pat and our friend ghost productions and um, fuck. I forget who the last person was. It might've been Sugi time. And <laughs> we were playing and it was so fucking frustrating because Pat plays Mystical Tutor. Ghost passes priority. Next person oh, yeah. passes priority. It com- Was this maybe with you, Mike? I think I might have been there. Or you might have told me about it. It comes Keep to going. me and I play Worldly Tutor. I'm like, I'll Worldly Tutor on top of this Mystical Tutor. Then Ghost is like, sweet. Now I'll play Opposition Agent. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like you passed on the Mystical Tutor. But now that there's two, like, like... The timing was just could not have been more perfect for him. So funny. So he plays it. And then in response to that, the fourth player, again, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Sugi, does a vampiric tutor on top of it. So they get their tutor. My tutor gets stolen from op agent. And then while my tutor is getting stolen, Pat is like 
could I march with swirling mists, the opposition agent, and still get mine? And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll do that after the world of two results. So the opposition came down and it only hit me. And I was like, <laughs> you fucker. And then Pat had his turn, did whatever he needed to do. And then the opposition agent faced back in and we were like, cool, this is great in my like, you know, green deck where I need to be like tutoring lots of creatures. So it, that, that was some recent salt from that card, but definitely makes me salty. Tony, tell us your salt. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? Um, it honestly doesn't make me that salty, but it makes me fearful. Like, <laughs> kind of like what he was saying. Even when I know you fuckers don't play, it, and I'm still like, anybody have black mana? <laughs> is there like, anybody have three mana available to them? One is black right now. Like, does somebody have a fucking dark writ in their hand? Like, and I feel like I'm always th- like, you don't run that in uh in Sisse, do you, Mike? I I ran it for a while, and then it got gilded Drake like one too many times, and I was like this fucks me over too much for me to actually yeah, run it in my point. own list it, honestly yeah. that gets stolen you get fucked i'm fucked yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i made an opponent salty because i about a judge call because the interaction between praetor's grasp and opposition agent yeah and they did not they did not believe me that it works the way it does i judge it, i judge called on this in a mox masters also yeah it feels so fucking good yeah like you are wrong what, what I is the right. ruling yeah. what's the ruling with that if I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the top of my head, opposition agent says that if a, if an opponent would be searching their library, yeah, exactly. So if you Praetor's grasp somebody, you're searching oh. an opponent's library, and opposition agent cannot track that. Yeah, or cannot, cannot control that. Hit it. That's kind of <laughs> cracked and goaded. I love that. Yeah, it kind of makes you like both I mean, cards I, more. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I already like Praetor's grasp a lot. Um, also in my rogue deck is gonna be really shitty (laughs) (laughs) great oh man praetor's grasp on spell table makes me salty yeah true any of those effects on spell table bum me out because it's just like all right well you're not supposed to know the card i take but can i take this exact card please (laughs) right (laughs) it just kind of takes some of the hit out of it but anywho mike how does this card make you feel I started talking about it already, but as someone that plays way too much Sisse in CDH, this card makes me so sad. And then to add a little bit of additional salt to really just round it out, I also play a lot of Magda. So this card (laughs) just like two thirds of my CDH decks, this card completely blows out and basically means I'm lost. And the thing that kills me about this card is you're stuck trying to draw into an answer for it if your deck is built around tutoring if that's a really important piece of your deck you can't tutor your answer out to it it's not one of those other stacks pieces you can go find the thing to deal with it you're stuck trying to value out uh to actually get out from under it and you might not have like a bunch of that stuff stuck in the deck so it it can be so painful and is kind of just like there the only thing that's good about it is i do think it almost always draws hate like yeah it does someone is usually going to want to remove it because someone's going to want to throw a tutor in at some point during a game it's one of those stacks pieces that like you know some stacks pieces like collector oof you can be like okay well i have more dorks than rocks that's affecting my other opponents more than me i'm going to let it ride or you know even 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 mind censored to some extent You can be like, well, like it's only got one toughness. Like I'll be able to like pop it at some point. But uh, truthfully, like as a Marath player, 
that is the thing that I don't like about fucking op agent <laughs> is that toughness. it has two toughness. <laughs> I, and I always think it's one. I always yeah. think it's a three one because of Notion Thief. I'm like, yeah, a, a powerful flash rogue that is game warping. It's a three one, of course. <laughs> And then it comes down and I'm like, I'll shoot it for one. And I just fucking fuck up all the time. So <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Smooth. Where uh, where does it sit on the list? My guess is 37. All right. You think this is 37th out of the top 100 cards? I do. I am going to guess 49. Okay. I'm going to say 19. 19. 19. Yeah, that's a good... I've- I think it's in yes, the top also. 20. So Tony was closest. It is 34. Ooh, 30, 34? Let's yeah. fucking go. Yep. <laughs> the, so we, we have an advantage over guests when we do this because we know that the top like 10 are all just like varieties of stasis and winter orb and shit. So. <laughs> yeah, the top 10 to 20 is like only stasis, winter orb effects, and mass like land destruction and mass land destruction <laughs> yeah and some truly cursed shit where like, does like rule of law tabernacle rule of law i don't even rule know of law i don't there. even think falls on it honestly what we need is a cdh salty card we do because that data doesn't exist yeah but. a cdh tier list would be great because like for instance uh i think it was two episodes ago or maybe our last episode fucking gilded drake gilded drake yeah, yeah. <laughs> gilded drake is like 80 and and tony was fucking raging <laughs> <laughs> well because be- and again it's because the fuckers who made this list it's just all like no one it's like yeah, not cdh it's mostly casual casuals people. is what you're trying to say yeah they're not they don't even see this card yeah they're like Dockside is in They don't see proxies like that make their eyes like fucking burn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for the salty card, Mike. And thanks for bringing me back to Gilded Drake. You're sale. welcome. <laughs> Happy to help. That wraps up the uh, the salty card of the week. Well, thanks, Mike. That was lovely. And thank you to our prospectors out there for tuning into another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. And thank you, Lauren, for jumping on and hanging out with us, man. This is a delight to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is incredible. And thanks for bringing some of your own salt. You get the you get a fucking gold star. Gold buddy. star. Gold salt shaker. <laughs> Always happy to be angry on podcasts. <laughs> um, where can people find you, Lauren? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at MTG underscore hot dog. They can find me on Instagram, MTG underscore hot dog. You can also find me at uh, my next event's going to be Punt City 2. I'm going to be there with a hot dog suit. Nice. Uh, I'm going to try to make Magic Con Minneapolis. Mm. If you are at a Magic event and you see a guy in a hot dog suit who's like six foot four, it is probably me. Excellent. I like the probably. <laughs> yeah. Go recognize this person, even if he's not in a hot dog suit, and you will also get a gold star. Yeah. yeah. It's the glasses. <laughs> You'll be stoked. He, he will be, you will make his day if you call him out uh, Sans hot dog outfit. It's true. It's true. If he's not wearing a hot dog outfit, just look at his face. That's how I recognize people when they're not wearing <laughs> interesting clothes. When they're not in their hot dog suits. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. And if you would like to have more Howling Salt Mine content, jump in our Patreon. We have a monthly series uh, coming out on there called Extra Salt. And then we have our short form series, Stray Grains stray grains from the salt shaker that we are sprinkling into that timeline on patreon uh we have a thriving discord community that is super super fun we're hanging out we're talking about spoilers sharing deck lists brewing decks together we're talking about casual cdh 
We're talking about anime. We're sharing pictures of our cute pets. We're talking about Guy Fieri burgers. We're fucking doing tons of it's everything. It's a real, real uh, all arounder. Yep. Oh, and we have fucking merchandise now. So if you want to buy a Howling Salt Mine shirt, uh, either the podcast logo, our borderless logo, or a shirt that says blue is a trash color for trash people, you can get that (laughs) at our bonfire website. And that is bonfire.com slash store slash the hyphen howling hyphen salt hyphen mine. Hey, type that shit out in your rolls off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like go to any of our social media things and click on a link. I'm sure we have something on our link tree or what have you. Uh, If you have a story that you would like to be read on a future howling salt mine episode, Shoot it to us in an email at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com or DM it to us on Twitter, Howling Salt Mine, or Reddit or Instagram, where we are, The Howling Salt Mine. If you haven't yet, please give us a five-star review. It really does go a long way to increase the visibility of our podcast, get more listeners to join out in the wild, bring more people into the salt family. And lastly, we gotta shout out our podcast artist, J.D. Burnett. Uh, J.D. Burnett is a fantastic tattoo artist down in Asheville, North Carolina. So if you're ever in the area, hit him up and get a sweet tattoo. He's a great dude. 10,000 or bust. Krusty Dicklings, 30%. All right, you Krusty Dicklings, stay salty. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling If you have a story that you'd like to be shared, oh, wow, that was a false start. No, if you have a, again? <laughs> yeah, and you really you. shouted at them too. <laughs> if you, if you really story, want your story to be give shared, me your stories, <laughs> give me the salt. Also, Lauren, are you so, Lauren? Are you clicking a pen next to your microphone? Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, the uh, I, how long was I doing that? Um, <laughs> Only like ten minutes. Do, yeah, long okay. enough to get scolded by mom. <laughs> I'm the podcast mom. <laughs> I, I honestly I need it. Um, everything's like set up for OBS, and the second I steer away from OBS, it's just like mm-hmm. foobar. OBS yeah. stands for old broke shit. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Why this... I'm sorry. Um, so this one, this is a good I'm one. I'm so sorry. My laundry is about to go off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can I go grab that? Yeah, I'll yeah. be right back. Do it. Okay. Yeah, you can. Right. We'll edit. We're good. Thank you. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs>